Welcome to the Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast. The Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast aims to bring the sermon from our Sunday morning services to you each and every week. We are currently in our sermon series, Stories of Christmas. In this series, we are walking through Luke 2 and the stories of different people who played a role in the Christmas story. From Mary and Joseph to the shepherds and the Magi, each of these stories will culminate in the birth of Jesus. So join us as we share the stories of Christmas. Well, have you ever had an experience in life that you would say, that was just truly life-changing? And it's not these normal, everyday occurrences. It's not run-of-the-mill, just random Tuesday kind of things. But those moments in life when you would say, that was really special, and that was really unique, and that was very much one-of-a-kind, or maybe an experience that I have never had before. Have you had those moments in your life? Hopefully, you are thinking of something. In fact, I would encourage you to get one of those in your mind right now. I've been blessed in my life to have had numerous moments that would fit that bill of these were just truly one-of-a-kind moments. The first one that comes to my mind is the day that my wife and I got married, and I remember that day so vividly, and if you're married, maybe you had this moment as well. We were pronounced husband and wife, and we walked out of the back of the church, and we went out into the lobby, and for just about five seconds, it was just us. There was nobody there. The reception hadn't started. No one was out there saying congratulations, and we kind of locked eyes, and I became overwhelmed with what the Lord had blessed me with this beautiful lady to be my wife and this marriage that we had started out on. And I got really overwhelmed in the best kind of way in that moment. And it's really in my mind. It's kind of just, it's there forever. And then I remember now since the Lord has blessed us with two beautiful children. And I remember those times that those babies were handed us to the first time. And if you have children, you know that overwhelming feeling of holding that baby and looking into its beautiful little eyes, thinking to yourself, what have we done? What have we done? And there, we're, we're going to need some help, and we need to pray through this. And many of you have little ones with you today, and they might be a little bit squirrely, and that's okay. But they're precious gifts, aren't they? They're precious gifts that the Lord has given you, and it's those one-of-a-kind moments. Now, on a much less significant note, some of you know this story because I share it frequently. I grew up in Kentucky, meaning I'm a diehard University of Kentucky Wildcats basketball fan. And I actually had the opportunity to see the Wildcats win, the last time we won the national championship was in 2012 in New Orleans, Louisiana. I was there at the Final Four in person with a ticket that I bought for $10. God is good. Um, but it was a moment that I'm just like, ah, oh, this was really, really special. A few years ago, my family had an opportunity to go on a trip that was really what I would call a once-in-a-lifetime trip. We went to Alaska, uh, which, by the way, is cheaper than Disney if you're doing, Disney, if you're doing uh, vacation planning. Um, and we went to Alaska, and I remember the first time seeing those Alaskan mountains and the Alaskan water and the fresh air, and I thought to myself, y'all, we have hills in Tennessee. They have mountains in other parts of the world. And on a much, 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 much less significant note, I've also had a moment that really changed me, and it was the first time that I had cookie two-step ice cream by Bluebell. And um, <laughs> if you know, you know. And if you don't know, consider yourself duly informed now. Because I don't know why it took so long for the ice cream companies to realize people love cookies and cream, people love chocolate chip cookie dough. Why don't we put them in the same container? And that's in essence what they have done, is they have made an ice cream that is chocolate chip cookie dough and cookies and cream. And it is amazing. Now, just by the show of hands, is there somebody in the room that would say to themselves, he is speaking my language. I've never had cookie two-step, but I have, don't know how I've made it this long by missing that. Anybody? Anybody that would just be bold enough to say, yeah, uh, that, that is me. Sir, right here, come on up. It is your lucky day. Right here in the brown shirt. There you go. Um, 
Merry Christmas from Rolling Hills Community Church. That's been, um, that's been out of the freezer for about 20 minutes. So if you want to start eating it now, I'm not offended. Uh, so uh, if not, you don't have to share it with anybody. Um, but what makes these moments so special? I think what makes it so special is it's actually pretty hard for us to put into words, isn't it? It's hard for us to put into words these moments because we realize there's something about these moments that transcends us. And I'm not talking about the ice cream, but there's something in these moments that I realize, I don't really deserve this, or I'm unworthy of this, or I'm not capable. I really don't, I'm, I'm unworthy of this. It's this experience that transcends what I even thought was possible. And it takes me to a place that I've truly never been before. It's something that surprises me with joy and delight, or it's something that just truly changes me. And did you know, my friends, that Christmas can be that for you? In fact, Christmas should be that for you. This season that we're celebrating right now should be a moment when we walk away with this deep understanding of what this season is all about and this deeper understanding of how much God loves us. And because God loves us so much, everything about our life can change. And everything that we're struggling with, we can put on to Him because He cares for us and He wants to carry those burdens. And my hope and my prayer for us this morning is that we would realize just how special this season is, that we'd be able to separate from all of the chaos of this season and to really hone in this morning on the fact that there's something that's special about Christmas that changes us because it transcends what we even think is possible. And God has done for us through sending His Son Jesus something that we could not do for ourselves, and that's to give us life, and that's to give us hope. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. I'm so grateful that you're here with us, and I'm going to ask you to pray with me for just a second. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for just your presence in this place. I'm so grateful for each and every person who is here. And God, I just pray your richest blessings over our time together as we dig into your word. I thank you for every kid. I thank you for every adult who's here in this room today. It's not by accident that any of them are here. And we just pray, God, that you would help us to be so mindful of what this season is really about and so mindful that this is the season that changes us. And it's in the name of Christ that we pray. Amen and amen. Now, for those of you who have not had a chance to say hello to, my name is Jason Hale, and I get the privilege of being the campus pastor here at our Nolansville campus. And for those of you who are with us for the very first time, a special welcome to you. It means the world to us that of all the places you could have gone today, you chose to be here at Rolling Hills, and we're really thankful for that. And our hope and prayer is that if you don't have a church home, that this would be a place where you could come and find community and to engage with other followers of Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to read out of Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 through 25, and you're going to see these words on the screen as well, but this is just a little uh, snapshot of the Christmas story. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Now, regardless of how many times you've heard this story, maybe it's a thousand times, maybe it's 20 times, maybe it's two times, I think we can all agree this is quite incredible, that God sent his one and only son, Jesus, as a baby to be with us. And what we're told in the Bible is that Mary was pregnant by the Holy Spirit, 
that she was engaged to be married to this man named Joseph. And Joseph was rightly so very overwhelmed and afraid of what was going on. But this baby that Mary was carrying was going to be the baby to save people from their sins. And the prophet Isaiah, who was a prophet to the Israelites, 700 years before Jesus was ever born, he prophesied that this was going to happen, and it happened exactly like he said it would. He said that his name would be Emmanuel, which translated as God with us. And this is straight out of Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. Isaiah prophesied this, and it happened. Mary gave birth to Jesus in a very lowly manner. There was no fanfare. There was nothing elaborate about the arrival of Jesus. Very humbly, he came. He was born to a virgin. He was born to a carpenter. The very first visitors to Jesus' birth were not royals. They were shepherds. They were very common, kind of low-class people, if you will. But just because his arrival wasn't elaborate doesn't mean that it wasn't powerful. Because in this humble way that Jesus came and the humble way that Jesus lived his life and ultimately the humble way with which Jesus gave his life is truly what makes him the best gift ever. And that knowledge is life-changing. And that knowledge is unlike anything else we could ever learn. Because, see, Jesus came to all of humanity and he identified with us truly on every level. He searched us out and he made a way for us to be made right. And he did this all because he loves us. And the Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelations is filled with this love, the love that God has for you and the way that God made a way for you to be made right through the person of Jesus. And there's so many verses I could read, but one of my personal favorites is in Romans chapter 5 verse 8. And it says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in that this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And see here on Christmas, we celebrate And we reflect upon Jesus entering the world. And for those 33 years he lived his life, he taught us how to live. And he showed us what was most important. And he said the most important things that we could ever do with our life are to love him and to love other people. But ultimately, God's love was demonstrated for us. The true demonstration of God's love for us was shown when his son entered the world and when his son died for the sins of the world. Now, prior to the birth of Jesus, the angel of the Lord had come to Mary and had told Mary, you are going to give birth to a baby that will save people from their sins. And it's exactly what happened. In fact, in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, did you see yourself in Romans chapter 5, verse 8? Let me read it to you again. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Did you know that each and every one of us are smack dab in the middle of that verse? And do you know where you are in the middle of the verse? You're in that verse under that category of sinners. You are, I am, all of humanity. We're all sinners that are separated from God because of sin in our life. And it's only through Jesus Christ, that demonstration of God's love to us, that we can be made whole. But God sent his son as a baby for us, not when we were perfect, but when we were broken. How cool is that? That God's sacrificing his son for us was not because we were holy and not because of anything we could do, but because of our brokenness. You don't have to be perfect to meet Jesus. You can never be perfect enough, but yet you have to come broken. And when you come broken, he meets you. Now, it's been my experience that when a group of people are assembled together like are here this morning, that there are broken people in the room. Better yet, let me clarify 
When a group of people are assembled, it's a group of all broken people. You may not know the person right next to you today, but you could turn around and say, hi, broken person, I'm broken person. Just introduce yourself. I say, hi, broken, how are you? I'm broken. Because we're all in need, aren't we? We're all in need of Jesus. In fact, there's lots of brokenness of various types in the room today. There's people in the room who are filled with joy, but there's also people in the room who are filled with hurt right now. And there's people that are celebrating Christmas, and there's some of you that are grieving this season. There's some of you who are so excited, and there's some of you who are disappointed. There's some of you who life is, looks like you hoped it would look right now, and there's some of you that life doesn't look what you, like you thought it would look right now. And maybe you've been searching for that meaning in a myriad of places, and you've been finding, or trying to find that hope in a variety of places, but nothing has ever really satisfied you. Or maybe this past year you lost someone that was really important to you, and you're struggling to find hope this Christmas. I hope that you will realize that Jesus, God's gift to you, came to you so that you could have hope so that you could have hope in the midst of the darkness that you're walking through. And see, and what catapults this moment, the birth of Jesus Christ, what catapults this moment into a moment unlike any other is that just like those once-in-a-lifetime moments that we talked about at the top of the sermon, just like those moments, but so much bigger, we realize through Jesus Christ that something happened that I don't deserve. And it's a gift that was offered to me that I could never warrant earning. It transcends how I feel or what I'm capable of feeling. It's something that I could not truly do for myself. Now, because this story is just as relevant for us today as it was for those who heard about it the first time, I want you to imagine, if you can, that you're hearing it for the first time. I want you to imagine for a second that you're hearing about the message of Jesus for the first time. Maybe you want to kind of transport yourself to that place, like the little kid's video where you're thinking to yourself, I wonder what it would have been like to be a shepherd, to hear this proclamation and to see the Messiah for the very first time. It's difficult for us to do that. Um, in fact, we have a hard time separating what we know about Jesus from all the trappings of this season. Uh, some of us know, hey, this is the most important time of the year, and this is truly the, the greatest story ever told, and this is a moment that I, that I realize how powerful it is to reflect upon the person of Jesus Christ. And I know that on one side, but here on the other side, I'm also thinking, but this is Christmas, and I didn't buy my wife a gift, and I'm checking the phone to see if Walgreens is going to be open after church because i got to go get her something. Guys, just don't do it. There's nothing there. Uh, that she needs, just write her a nice note and say, I messed up, January, I've got you covered. Uh, But you feel that tension, don't you? You feel that tension between Christmas is all about Christ, but Christmas is also chaotic, and it's also confusing at times. And, And sometimes I feel this pressure to always get the right gift and all those kinds of things, or maybe, just maybe, Uh, Christmas is a little bit difficult for you because we're focusing on the person of Jesus Christ and you're thinking to yourself, I've been hurt by people in the name of Jesus. Or I've seen people who have not acted very Jesus-like and I don't know why I would want to move towards a relationship from Christ when I'm frustrated. Or maybe you're just here today because somebody in your family expected you to be here today. But know that it's not my accident that any of you are here. And so I want you to to the best of your ability again, to kind of go to that moment, to kind of push everything aside for just a moment, everything that you've bought into about the trappings of Christmas, just push all that aside for just a moment because I want us to focus in on that night, that night that Jesus was born.
because it was a special night. In fact, if it helps you to do this, you can close your eyes for just a minute. We're actually going to darken the room for just a second so that you can kind of go to that moment to just kind of experience what it would have been like and what it would be like to hear this for the first time. Because there was something so incredibly special about the night that Jesus was born. It was a night unlike any other. And what's so special about this night is this is the night that we celebrate God coming to us. Literally, God with us. And maybe you're struggling today to find hope, and I pray that you would hear it anew today. Or maybe you're at a really good place, and I would ask you to pray for those right now that maybe aren't as joyful as you are right now that they would find that hope because it was something about that precious night, something about that manger, something about God sending his son Jesus that truly changes us. It was a glorious night. It was a special night. It was a holy night. So take just a moment to reflect upon how holy that is and what God has done for you through the person of Jesus. What a night that must have been, and what a night that was, and what a night that is that we can celebrate today. The fact that God loved us so much and sent his one and only son, Jesus, to be with us so that everything in our life could be made right. And maybe you hear that uh, and you think to yourself, yeah, that's fine and well, but I don't, um, I don't know if I even believe any of that. Well, you know, regardless of how you feel about Jesus, isn't it cool it doesn't diminish or change how he feels about you? Regardless of how far away or how close you may feel to Jesus right now, it doesn't diminish what he has done for you. Because see, God went to such great lengths to show you his love and to save you. And in turn, he wants you and I to show his love to those that we come in contact with. See, God sent his one and only son. And if he went to such great lengths to do that, for you and to do that for me, you can rest assured and I can rest assured that he loves me and he desires to meet all of my needs. There is nothing that you're worried about. There's nothing that you're stressed about right now. There's nothing that's causing you anxiety in your life right now that Jesus is not concerned about and that he's already involved in and yearning to meet those needs. For some of us, and I've had seasons in my life that have certainly felt this way. For some of us, you know, we kind of feel close enough to Jesus, and, and I've had that moment where I've thought, I'm close enough to Jesus, and I'm going to depend on Jesus whenever I can't figure it out in my own power. But just wherever I can't do it, whatever I can't achieve, then and only then will I depend on Jesus. Whereas Jesus says, I want to be your all and all. I don't want to just be who you consult whenever you don't know what to do, but rather to bring him into the equation, no matter how big or how small it may feel. Or maybe you feel close enough to Jesus because you live in Tennessee. I mean, let's just be real. I mean, Nashville is like the belt buckle of the Bible belt. So, you know, so yeah, I love Jesus. And I'm close enough to Jesus just because I'm here. But did you hear the words of that beautiful song, In His Name All Oppression Shall Cease? 
In his name, all oppression shall cease. See, the struggles in my life and the longings in my life and my need for salvation and all the sin of this world and all the oppression of this world, it only ceases because of Jesus. Jesus yearns to be someone that we depend upon more than just whenever we can't come up with a plan, but rather to trust him at all times to be our daily bread, to be where our joy comes from, and to be where our hope comes from. Now, I know that you're excited about this season that's ahead, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow morning. I love Christmas morning. It's one of my favorite uh, days of the year, if not my favorite day of the year. I love that look on my kids' faces when they open presents, and I can't wait to play with them. I can't wait to gorge over on cookies and fudge and cookie two-step and (laughs) biscuits and gravy and steak and turkey and fudge. Did I say fudge? All those things. Literally, for the next couple of days, I can't wait for those moments, and I can't wait for the looks on my kids' eyes, and I hope that they know um, that I would do anything for them as a parent, and I do hope that my kids realize that my love for them runs much deeper than wrapped up presents, and that my love for them runs much deeper than any gift I could ever get them. I do hope that they know that I would gladly be inconvenienced if it meant something that would be better for them. I would gladly um, rearrange my priorities to set the best agenda for my family. And without a doubt, like every parent in this room, we would die for our children, wouldn't we? No questions asked. If it meant giving my life so that they could have life, then that's the easiest decision I've ever made. Well, enter Christmas. God's your Father, Heavenly Father. He wanted and wants to be with you. And there was nothing that He was unwilling to do to show you that love. Meaning, He sent His Son from heaven in a lowly way, so that we could be made right. That's precisely why Jesus was sent, and it's precisely why Christmas is so special. In Isaiah 9, 6, it says, For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. See, God sent his son to live and to die for us, and Jesus was that sign to the world that God wants to be with us forever that he wants to be our wonderful counselor, that he wants to be our everlasting peace, that he wants to be our mighty God. And there's nothing that we can ever do to experience, no question we can ever have that God does not care about. There's nothing we could ever do to earn what he offers us. And that, my friends, is something that you do not deserve. And that is why Christmas is truly one of a kind. And that's why Christmas is truly so life-giving. And that's why Christmas is truly so special. So I pray this is the most special Christmas for you ever. And what's going to make it the most special Christmas for you ever has little to nothing to do with all the trappings of this world, but it has everything to do with this manger. And it has everything to do with God coming down to be with us. He is here. He is present in this place. He loves you. He has an incredible plan for your life. And I wish you the merriest of Christmases and pray that God would be so close to you, Jesus would be so real to you in this moment that you would draw your peace and your hope and your joy from him and him alone. Thank you for listening to the Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast. Be sure to share this episode with any friends and family in your life who may benefit from it. And make sure you're subscribed and get notified so you never miss a sermon. If you're interested in learning more about Rolling Hills, download Church Center, our Rolling Hills app. Follow us on social media or visit our website at rollinghills.church. 
The Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast is a part of the Rolling Hills Podcast Network, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in.